0: Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. A new study has come out. It's called the Doing Good Index 2022 uh, by the Singapore, uh, looking at the health of the Singapore social sector. And it has come from the Center for Asian. Philanthropy and Society. Joining us now is Dr. Ruth Shapiro, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Center for Asian Philanthropy and Society to talk to us about who's giving, who's not, who's cheap, who's generous. Ruth, what does it look like? Any surprises in this new index that you've come up with and and who the good folks are around around our Asian neighborhood?
1: Well, thank you for having me. I study, um, first of all, CAPS, the Center for Asian Philanthropy and Society, is based in Hong Kong. But this study looks across, and we work across, 18 Asian economies. So so that's 16 countries, plus Hong Kong and Taiwan. And this study focuses on them. And Mm. let me just explain. It's not so much who's generous and who's not. Um, It's really about the kind of infrastructure that allows generosity to be... um, more effective, more scaled, more impactful. So I just want to start by explaining the difference between charity and philanthropy. Hmm. Charity is when you see maybe a beggar on the street and you, you feel bad and you give them money and it's a kind of a human tendency to help someone who needs help in the moment. Philanthropy looks for more systemic changes. So why is that beggar in the street? What kinds of issues do they have? Is it mental health? Is it food scarcity? And you try to solve the root problems. So our study is really looking at the institutions and infrastructure that allow for better philanthropy. Okay. Um, Okay. So um, what do we know? Well, COVID did did not create any new trends, but it accelerated a number of existing trends. Some of them were good, like um, the use of online tools, the use of um, uh, providing services. We know a lot of kids used, you know, their computers to go to school. And all of those um, technical fixes, if you will, got better during COVID. Um, Also, what happened that was good was that communities came together to really help. Hmm. But mostly bad trends were accelerated. And I'm talking about um, the disparity between the rich and the poor. You know, during COVID, the rich got a lot richer, and unfortunately, the poor got a lot poorer. Um, And also educational disparity. Those kids who could sit in front of a computer, who could get tutoring, whose parents were well-educated, they weathered the storm. But those kids who didn't have access to computers, whose parents were working or were not as educated – they are set back by years. Mm. So these disparities increased. And what we know is that we really need some new solutions, some new thinking, some new innovations. What we, have, what we were doing up to COVID was not really working that well anyway. And now that we're coming out of COVID, we need to come up with some new solutions. So this Doing Good Index provides somewhat of a toolkit or mm. a roadmap to how to do that.
0: Nice. So, so if I if I understand
1: oh,
2: sorry uh, Dr Shapiro so if I understand what you yeah. said there uh, you know COVID accelerated that rich poor divide and and really shone a light on right. the disparities the economic disparities and so you've come up with this wonderful doing good index 2022 to see how we might address some of those economic disparities and I'm right. interested to Absolutely. see right there that Singapore. Scores near the top at this doing good index. So maybe you could tell us how and why Singapore's at the top of this doing good index. What are we doing right?
1: That, that, thank you for that question. Well, Singapore has been, this, this index has come out every two years for six years, since 2018. And Singapore has always been at the top. And it's why. Because Singapore, um, the government figures out, has figured out that they want everyone to be engaged. And how do they show that? Well, one is that Singapore has the most most generous tax subsidies for donations in the Mm -hmm. world. So you may know, everyone listening to this, that you get a 250% tax subsidy, whether you're an individual or a corporation, for the donations you make to charities. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's so much bigger, and there's no limit. Is that bigger so than other countries?
0: No other sorry, Ruth, is that bigger than other countries in the region? What, how does that compare to uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, Hong Kong, whatever?
1: <clears throat> um, it's a lot bigger. Okay. So for for the the next level of kind of generous tax subsidies, if you will, is a hundred percent, and in most cases it's capped. So, for oh. example. <laughs> In Hong Kong, you can get 100%, but only for a certain portion of, mm-hmm. of, of your giving, of your income. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Singapore, there's no cap. Nice. So Singapore, and, and why, is, why are tax incentives important? Well, you know, Singapore has a, lot, a very low tax rate anyway. So what, why does it matter? We think it matters because taxes are a way for the government to signal. Mm. We want you to do this. We're incentivizing you to do this. We're putting our money where our mouth is, so to speak. So we're giving you reasons to engage in this way, to donate. And other countries who are not so enthusiastic about working together, so I'm right now in India, India only gives a 50% subsidy and it's capped at 10%. Wow. What is the message that the Indian government then is sending to people about wanting them to donate? Very different than the message from Singapore. What else does Singapore Mm. do? Singapore has created organizations like the National Volunteer and Philanthropy Center, NVPC. Tomasic has Singapore Cares. So there are ways in which to get the community foundation of Singapore, to get everyone, in effect, involved. All portions of society, and we believe that what, what we really need is there, the problems are so big that it's not that the government or the private sector or you know the nonprofit or, or social sector can do this on their own. They cannot. We need to work together. So what else Singapore does well is it has created ways for collaboration across sectors, and very few other countries have been able to do it as successfully.
2: So to add to that, Ruth, so as I understand it, we've set up this infrastructure, wonderful tax incentives to donate. So the big question is, are we? Are we using these tax incentives? Are are Singaporeans giving, donating, being philanthropic in their donations compared to other countries? Where where do we rank there? Do we have any evidence or data on that? Um, Well,
1: we do know that when the tax incentives, when it was first put up to 250% during the global financial crisis. Um, giving went up, way up, and now it's somewhat plateaued. Um, I think that <clears throat> I, we, we don't have the answer to that. There's another study that's done by the Charities Aid Foundation, which looks at individual giving, um, and Singapore does well there too. Hmm. I think that one thing that happened during COVID that's interesting in Singapore is when there were – spikes, if you will, when there were clusters of people getting sick, it was in the most vulnerable communities. Mm. It was among the immigrant communities, particularly in Singapore. And what we saw looking in at Singapore was an incredible stepping up to the plate by the nonprofit organizations, by government, by community groups, and by just citizens on the street. Some of those trying to get into the Orchard Road store right now, um, (laughs) essentially trying to help um, and realizing what, what I think COVID did really well is it it really illustrated how we're all in this together. Um, You are only as strong as your weakest link. Mm. So when the, the, the the most vulnerable in those immigrant communities got sick, it wasn't, it, it, it put everyone at risk. And so I think that that realization really mattered and people And organizations stepped up in a in a very admirable
0: way. Ruth, uh, the the index also helps uh, philanthropists, uh, philanthropists, policymakers, researchers, uh, social delivery organizations uh, understand what what levers can be pulled. And you just talked about the taxation one, for example. (laughs) Um, It's my impression that that Europe, much of Europe, and North America are still generally perceived as being much more philanthropic than countries across Asia what do you think it will take what will what impact will the index have to have um, uh, across Asia and I know it's not a it's not a monolith in terms of countries and attitudes but but what what else can be done to promote philanthropy to promote deep giving uh, and sustained giving um, outside of a few billionaires who give to local universities and that sort of thing
1: well, we do look at actually attitudes because there are a number of questions on the index that kind of look at how societies embrace or not philanthropy. And um, the the rule of thumb is that the, the, the philanthropy in the United States is equivalent to 2% of the country's GDP. Hmm. And there's no reason that any Asian economy can't get to 2%. Why not? There's plenty of, um, I mean, Asia is an extraordinarily dynamic economic uh, area. And even though we've had a setback to the pandemic, we're now coming back in a, in a, in a, in a really exciting way. So there's no reason we can't get to 2% or surpass 2%. Hmm. But the type of philanthropy in Asia is different. So, um, in Asia, uh, philanthropists, be they the person on the street, or companies, or wealthy people, tend to want to work aligned with government priorities. So they want to work on education, on health care, on environment. They look to the government, and the government says, okay, these are our priorities, and then they want to, in effect, get on board with that. So hmm. the role of philanthropy in Asia is a little different than in the United States and Europe. It's meant to pilot new in innovations, very much so, and it's meant to cover those gaps where the government just doesn't have the reach. Um, that's why during COVID, these nonprofit groups and philanthropy played such an important role going into the immigrant communities. So what do we need to do? We, we need to figure out how to collaborate more. So um, philanthropists, need to work with organizations and work through companies. One of the differences in Asia between a lot of philanthropy and um, uh, in the West is that it's, it's routed through companies through CSR, Mm. but I would say that for the retail person and, and, and and we just, you, you and your colleague were just talking about being online. Crowdfunding is a way that, that's really taking off in the region. Mm -hmm. That is, paying through the Internet, right, um, seeing a cause or an organization and donating small money. But when a lot of people donate small money, it adds into a lot of money. Um, and that is something that is very much happening in Singapore and around the region that for, for, for everyday people, crowdfunding is becoming more and more popular. And that's great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ruth, where can folks uh, get more information, maybe even see uh, the Doing Good Index 2022 that you put together? How do they get in touch with you?
1: Well, um, our website is CAPS, CAPS.org. Um, the index itself is on is available for free, of course. And the other thing that we think is really exciting is we have a microsite, which can also be accessed through, the, through our website, and you can play with the data. So you can look at Singapore versus, hmm, let me think of a rival in the area, maybe Hong Kong um, or another con- or a country mm. and compare how Singapore does with Malaysia. Mm. Um, You can also compare how Singapore did this year, 2022 to 2020. So you can see where there's improvement, where there's slippage, how Singapore is doing to those other countries in the neighborhood and play around with our data. So I encourage everyone to go and use that. Essentially, what we're trying to do here is people... Humans want to help other humans. It's, it's a really nice part of our, of our shared humanity. We're just looking for mechanisms to maximize that very human tendency of wanting to
0: help. Awesome. Wonderful. Dr. Ruth Shapiro, co-founder and CEO of the Center for Asian Philanthropy and Society. Thank you for being with us today, talking about the Doing Good Index 2022. We really appreciate your time and, and wish you good luck on this effort to uh, help people give back to society.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: To listen to more great
1: interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or
2: download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.